Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi guys, welcome to episode number 126 of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. So today I have Donnie Granger on, and Donnie is the founder of Creation Studios. That's a successful production studio here in Memphis. Now, not only is he an entrepreneur, but he's also a husband and a father, and he is someone that cares greatly about mindset. And so this last year has been hard on, I think, everyone. I think you can probably (laughs) agree with me on that. So I thought it would be really interesting and informative to talk to someone who has stayed really grounded over the last year and how he did it and how he is continuing to do it. So let me introduce you to Donnie again. Hi, Donnie. It is so fun to have you back on the podcast. It's been a few months. How are you? I'm so good, Heidi. Thank you for having me back. I love hanging out with you. I love your podcast and I I love all your listeners and hope that they get something out of this. But thank you for just uh, inviting me to this conversation. Well, thank you for coming on. We, it seems like we were working together and then of course COVID happened and we haven't really been working as much, but you are an entrepreneur. You are a business owner, father, husband, you're, and you're someone who just deals so much. You deal so well with mindset and you care greatly about mindset. So I thought I would love to have a conversation with you about sort of the state of the world and how you've kept everything together over the last year. Um, you always are so calm. Have you been able to maintain that over the last year? Wow. Okay. Well, that's a lot of pressure. I hope <laughs> I hope I can I can uphold that level of awesomeness. Um, yeah, we. I tend to you know err on the side of positivity all the time with whatever I'm facing. But this year, yeah, it's been hard. Um, you know, I could I could just tell everyone of your listeners, hey, you know, be positive. Life will be okay. That's but that's sort of like how you're born, and not everyone's wired that way. We can. Let me back that up. That's not how you're born. You can train that for sure, but I don't want to just be throwing platitudes at people. Um, There are some things that you can do to help train that. And one of the things that I do, if I can just start by like, you know, throwing tips at people, um, I call it name it. And I I name the anxiety. I name the problem. I name the fear. Um, That's a really big deal to me. I, I use it all day, every day in many different ways. But anytime I see my heart kind of leaning toward anxiety or fear or pressure or any of those things, I'm, I'm very aware, number one, that this is not the best me, right? This isn't the way I want to present myself to the world. Um, but by naming the thing, if I can name, oh, you know what? I'm actually afraid of finances right now. I'm afraid that there's not going to be abundance next month or whatever. If I can name it, that's doing something very important. And so if, if everyone can just listen or can remember, name the anxiety, name the fear. This is what's going to happen when you do that. Um, when something comes at us, a fear sort of thing or anxiety sort of thing, it goes to our limbic brain, right? That's that deep part of our brain. It's the fight or flight 
kind of uh, part of our brain and we're going to react but naming it takes it to that part of our brain called the prefrontal cortex that's where we're actually conscious of things and we're processing things and so by naming it starts this process in my head of changing the way I'm interacting with that problem or that fear suddenly I'm the one in control and it's not controlling me I'm not I'm not uh, full of adrenaline running from a tiger or something, you know, it's, it's normalizing it. It's making it something that I can control. It still may be hard. It still may be very, very difficult, but it's going to do something different to me on a hormonal level on a, on just a, a, what's happening in my, my energy systems, what's happening in my mind. And now I'm able to control all of that. So the problem's still there, but naming it changes the way I interact with it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, I love that. Like I got goosebumps when you said it because really sometimes the anxiety comes from you feeling not in control and mm -hmm. you're right when you take it to where it's the part of the brain that allows you to do something with it, uh, mm -hmm. you become in control. I love that. Is there an example you could give us of how you've used that recently like that without getting too personal? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, there's, you can use it in relationships. I probably won't go into that uh, right now, but I, but one easy one we can all relate to uh, is in finances. Yeah. So as a business owner, as, or as someone who just deals with, with, you know, the state of the world and how it's affecting me financially, when there's a problem, maybe it's a big bill or maybe it's a big deficit or whatever. If that comes at us naturally, we might get very fearful. We might, I don't know what's going to happen. We throw our hands up, we give up. But by naming it, suddenly now I'm thinking through, okay, what are the steps to solve that? And I still may not know, but it, that's what's so cool about it. I still may not know the answer, but it's hitting me in a different way. Now it's at a place where I can wrestle with it. I can write it on a list. I can put it on a, on a prayer board. I can put it somewhere else other than that limbic system. So my goal in this and the helpful piece of this is what I'm doing is not, I'm not solving your problem by, by when you name it, it doesn't get solved, but it just goes to a place where you can now wrestle with it. So whether it's finances, whether it's a relationship problem, ooh, they treated me this way. I'm reacting. I don't like that. It makes me feel diminished. It makes me feel inferior or it makes me feel unwanted. Whatever your, your thing is, naming it takes it from I'm reacting to this deep inner problem that my limbic system was fearful of and I want to fight or I want to run away but now it's a thing where I can I can address it calmly in the in the way that I want to be when I come into that situation so the more you practice this whether it's in a business deal or at, a, at home in a relationship or in any situation the more you practice okay here's what I'm feeling as soon as your blood pressure starts to rise okay can I name what I'm feeling yes okay it's that now I'm going to handle it differently. So that's a whole different skill set on how to handle stuff. But what yeah. I'm talking about is just how do you stay in that moment in control as opposed to letting yourself fly off the handle? Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think that's a really good, good idea because we do all have situations that right now, especially where we could feel anxious or something mm -hmm. frustrating, you know, and, and then if you allow it to, your brain really does want to help you be happy and, you know, help you to solve problems. So putting it in that area that allows you to solve it is, is brilliant. I love it. Yeah. So I, I mentioned, you know, 
the anxiety that people are dealing with. And when I, when I talk to people, not just on my podcast, but in people in general that I run into in um, the local community, it seems like COVID has been really tough and it's not, it doesn't, we don't have like an end right now. Um, and I know it's been hard yeah. on kids. Yeah, we don't have children, but you do. And from what I hear from a lot of parents, kids are struggling. Um, yeah. How have you helped your children navigate what's been a rough year for most mm. and without being able to say, hey, this is this is going to end, you know, by May, you know, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, yeah. The expectations are critical, aren't they? Um, you know, one of the things we, we've got three kids ranging from 20 down to 14. Um, all of us are made for community. So this is a big part of our year has been uh, starting with this principle that all of us are made for community, especially our children. And immune systems are way better when we're, when we're living a life full of laughter, full of sunlight, full of uh, connection. So those things are so important to our immune system. Like there are tons of studies that show this from everything from hospitals to to religious things, everything is better. Our whole, our bodies are way better. They work better. They work, they work the way they're supposed to. When we're connecting with people, we're made for community. And lots of the stuff that, that is designed into the universe <laughs> works better when we're connected with people. That's and so okay. that was important. So we we made sure our kids got with other kids, other, other of their friends. And we made sure in whatever way, and you know, everybody's gonna balance this for whatever they want to do as far as the risk goes but you've got to find ways to connect, whatever that might be. And, and I tell you, it's not just Zoom. There's so much fatigue with Zoom. And we also saw that depression was a huge factor in that risk evaluation. So as we're balancing all the pieces of the puzzle, trying to figure it all out, um, one that you can't overlook is that isolation leading to that depression. Oh my goodness, the problems that we've seen this year in the teenage uh, level across the country with depression and suicide and it, it was just staggering so that's got to be part of your risk factor evaluation too you know we're all trying to make wise decisions and trying to do, the, do our best with the information that we have so connection was important fighting depression was important and so we decided we have to make sure our kids are getting with other with other kids with, the, with their friends um, yeah. it's it's critical for their health and the life of our family so so yeah, we made that decision. And then one little piece too is just being honest with your kids about how you're evaluating information, how you're judging through everything that's that's out there and helping letting them walk with you as, as you learn. These are learning opportunities. As you're learning things, talking about with them, uh, be open with them. They're capable of, of understanding because they're sensing what's going on. And so the more you invite them into that conversation, the more healthy they're going to be through it. Well, again, we're going back to, you're giving them just a little bit of control too. You know, you, you're bringing them into mm. the conversation and they know, you know, they're obviously aware of what's going on. It's hard not to be. And so when they are, in, have a little bit of control and they're like, okay, you know, I know what's going on. I know what we're dealing with and here's what mom and dad are doing to help us, mm -hmm. you know, kind of combat that. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's exactly. great. And I, I, I agree with you. You know, there's a lot of the world that's still under hard lockdown. We have family in Germany and we get emails from them. And this last week, I literally almost started crying when I read it because 
that um, my husband's cousin was just like, it's, it's so hard. You know, this, th th this point, we're kind of like, they can't even go one family member. It has to go by themselves to visit another family member. So they can't even go together. I mean, and when they're there, they have to wear a mask. Mm. So, I mean, they're not even really allowed to communicate or have connection at all. Um, so I know, and they're, they're really struggling. Um, so that's another thing we can be so happy that we are. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. We can be happy that we're in America for that, just for many reasons, but that, that one reason too. So yeah. So what would you say? I mean, you oh, bless them. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it is. And, but we're, I've been trying, I think the whole family's sending them emails and pictures and, you know, kind of keeping a, a strong connection with them so that they feel connection because you're so right about, about connection and depression and isolation. So we have to be aware of that. Yeah. Um, so what are, what would you say then are the top three things because you've stayed grounded. Um, you know, it sounds like you're still still staying grounded. What are the top three things you do that keep you grounded? Well, yeah, and hopefully the thing I'm about to go into, hopefully that would help someone even in Germany who's dealing with uh, with a situation that's much, much harder than we're dealing with here in, in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so the things that we all have to find ways to stay grounded in whatever situation. We talked about connection, but there's some things that I do. Um, I think of them in three ways. I think of spirit, body, and mind. So spirit has to begin, for me, is, is the beginning of all of it. So I, I pay a lot of attention to time of, you might call it meditation. I, I pray every morning. I spend time in, in the Bible every morning. I, I spend time getting in tune with what's really important in all of, in all of creation, the things that really, really matter. So I start there. That's, in, that's very important. And I kind of try to let that breath that I gather in the morning carry me through the whole day. Um, but then there's some very practical things as well from a body perspective. Um, you're talking about grounding. I actually ground. I don't know if, I don't know if you do that, but uh, there's a website called earthing.com. Lots of great information and some products that help you do that. But, but we live a, a life that's so full of, um, of disconnection from the actual planet. I mean, like in a physical way. Mm -hmm. uh, our bodies are made to let go of positive ions. We're supposed to be negatively charged as beings, as, as physical things. And when we are, we're much healthier. Our mind works better. Our heart works better. The communication inside our body works better uh, on an energetic level. When we're negatively charged, um, we're also much healthier uh, physically. And so I spend a lot of time, um, anytime I'm outside in, in my backyard, I try to take off my shoes. I try to do things you know, where I'm actually touching the earth, but we're so insulated uh, with our rubber soled shoes. And we, you could go months and never actually touch something that grounds you to the earth, uh, just as, a, as an American or as anyone in civilized, civilized world, uh, we could be so uh, disconnected from the earth. So with earthing.com, they have these, these things. I actually sleep with one every night. It's, it's a little band that attaches to my arm and I plug it into the wall, into the grounding uh, part of an outlet. And I'm, so I'm literally grounded to the earth for eight hours every day. Um, wow. And it's, it's, it's amazing. And it does actually do stuff to you physically in a very, very good and healthy way. Um, huh. the, most, the most important piece, this is, this is what was crazy. When we first started, maybe some of your listeners have done this, but detoxification is a big deal. Getting rid of all the, the junk that's inside of our bodies that we don't get rid of naturally. When you're grounding, uh, your body actually can get rid of a whole lot more stuff. And so 
I didn't really research it when we first started. I just knew it was a cool thing to do. It was a really good idea. But I jumped straight in and we we slept eight hours with this band. Uh, my wife and I both had them. We woke up both feeling like we had the flu. Like, whoa, that, that doesn't feel good. We did it again the next night. Horrible, felt horrible. We did it three nights and just felt so bad. As it turns out, I went, finally, she's like, maybe you should look into this. <laughs> so I went and looked it up. It turns out you really are supposed to pace yourself. So as you're as in the first 30 minutes, you're you're grounding and, and sort of letting go of the charge, this positive charge on the outside extremities of your body. And then in the next hour or two, you're getting down to kind of a cell level, deep tissue level. And that's great. You're letting go of that positive charge and kind of cleaning out the stuff there on that level. But when you go more than an hour, you're getting down to like bone marrow level of, of decharging of and letting go and detoxifying. And so all that detoxification has to go somewhere. So just make sure you start slowly, pace yourself. And if you do in a, in a week or two, you're going to be feeling amazing and you can sleep with it all night. And it does so many great things for you on an energetic level, a health level, nutrition level, your body just perform so much better when you're grounding. Wow. Um, so, so that's, so that's a, really cool. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. Like I've, I have had people on my podcast that definitely talk about getting their feet in the ground and, um, you know, actually walking in the earth every morning. So I think that would be considered earthing, but you're talking about a whole nother level here. So I'm interested in that. And I'm going to go look it up, it up and yeah. I'll put it in the show notes for other people who are interested in, in looking that, at that as well. So uh, yeah, awesome. It's a very practical thing because the other stuff is great too. getting out in nature and, and doing all that stuff. That's really good. I just know myself and know how limited I am on all that availability. So this is an amazing way to just bring that back to a normal state for me. Yeah, it's so, that's so interesting. Okay, well, I'm excited to kind of to dive into that and take a look at it. I always, I always like to to find new new things like that, and you never disappoint. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And so, then the the third thing, just if I could just so spirit, yeah. mind, and body. The third one is really easy for for mind is just write stuff down. When you don't write it down, it stays in your brain and stays active. When you get a task list thing. Uh, to do it just stays in your brain like spinning ram on a computer but if you write it down it goes off that ram you can get back to normal things but you got it written down somewhere you trust that you'll come back to it that has helped me a ton stay grounded is I don't have to worry constantly about all the things I have to do it's on a list yeah see I like that that's very practical for me I'm a I'm a list girl and I know some people are like, oh, you shouldn't have your list, but that works for my brain because I love the marking it off and getting it done. So that, that definitely yeah. thing that I love. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, good. Now I, I want to talk about something that I think people in general are sort of, <laughs> this is happening, I think all over, but they're going kind of, kind of skeptical about being able to tell the truth of what's going on from misinformation. Have you found that to be a problem or do you just steer completely clear of it? Oh my goodness, wow. Yeah, it's misinformation, <laughs> it's a huge question. I think everyone on the planet, if they're awake, they know that this is an issue and it is so, it's so hard. The, the main thing for me is I learned very quickly in this whole COVID world to stay away from the mainstream media stuff, left and right, they both have agendas, they both have stuff that they're doing that 
that's weird. I don't need to get into the, the hows and whats with motivations, but I just don't really trust any of that stuff. Um, I've just seen both sides are, are kind of crazy. So, but on the other side, I don't want to just be ignorant of what's going on. So I think it's important for a mind that's, that's awake and active and looking for truth to find doctors, analysts, people you trust that seem reasonable to common sense, that don't seem swayed by strange biases or motivations, and just use your, your reason and your logic to make sure the stuff makes sense. I don't trust degrees just because you have a degree. I trust your common sense. Certainly degrees matter, <laughs> and they give you a whole lot more uh, to work with if you do have common sense and you're going into stuff, but um, not to get too far deep into it, but find people you trust. Don't pay attention to too much news, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's, I think that's, that's a perfect answer because, you know, people will say, well, I have to be informed and, you know, that's about why, what, why, I mean, you know, because you can stay informed with just little, you know, just little snippets of it or something big is going on. You, somebody's going to let you know, but for me, I just sort of, I try to stay away from it as much as possible. Um, So I think that's, I think that's very valid advice. You know, you also have to use your intuition. If something doesn't seem right. I know when this came out of the gate, you know, nobody knew anything. And so we were all kind of like, oh my goodness, you know, what's going on? We just have to do, Mm -hmm. just have to stay safe, you know, and nobody knew anything, but as it's gone on, it's kind of like, all right, (laughs) come on, what's going on. So we have to trust our intuition and maybe find, find different things, podcasts and such that give really good information that are factual so yeah um, well and there's something too of in your position and and we all influence people around us I think there's some level of responsibility we should take to find good information we can't just ignore it we can't just be fine with the little tidbits here and there okay Uh, especially as a business owner I mean I'm making decisions that affect customers affect my employees affect the world around me my family it's really, really important to carve out some time. And I think this is important too, to put boundaries around it so you don't get inundated and, and just live in this, you know, drowned by it. But put some boundaries and find some time where, okay, I need to find some, some good insight into what's happening because I've got to make decisions that affect people. And so yeah. I carry that responsibility very heavily. Um, it's important. And we got we to gotta be wise with how we are shaping the world around us. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, you know, and I think part of that is sort of, you know, keeping your finger on the pulse at on both ends. Don't, don't try to, don't try to go so far left or so far right. You know, you got to kind of find the middle because that's probably where the truth lies somewhere in there, you know, is uh, because otherwise you're, you, you get into agenda driven things and, that's when we all, I think, lose our mind. <laughs> so absolutely. So yeah, you have to take responsibility. And I talk about this a lot on my podcast on Mondays are we're responsible for our own life. So we have yeah. to make sure that we're getting the right information for ourselves and our family. And that's, you know, that's, that's our responsibility. Um, so I, yeah. yeah, good advice. Uh, so 
now is there did you have any pick up any good habits during because of covid that you'll continue i know a lot of people have picked up some bad habits but are there any good <laughs> habits that you've picked up well there's uh there's a lot of continuation of some things that i was going it's good not to not that everything was great but one of the coolest things that i think i've picked up is gardening which is so weird for me but i'm out in the yard and i've i've built these raised bed gardens that's been a fun project um i'm not sure it's a habit yet but it's definitely like a hobby that i'm trying to be into because i just saw the need for like sort of that self-sustaining thing but also yeah. just to return to things that are real um and kind of a my my heart just wanted to kind of own something that wasn't out there weird in the world or digital or any of that it's wanted something real and i could get my hands dirty um, and so gardening's been become a thing. So I bought a whole bunch of seeds and got dirt, and it's just it's so much fun. Um, I, love I don't know that. if it's fun. It's cool though. It's <laughs> if you want to, it'll be fun. So, I'm still so trying to figure it out. My mother gardens every day. Like that's her life. She loves to garden, and she swears by it. She says that her, getting her hands in the dirt is keeps her sane. So I think there's something to that. <laughs> that's a good. That's yeah. a good, that's a good habit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what, what would you say? Okay, good. What would you say is your biggest takeaway from the last year? Um, as I look through the whole year, I think there's, I, you know, I've, I've fallen off the edge a few times when it comes to mindset and, and kind of how I'm handling everything. This is maybe something that I, I could take away. If it's, if it's not positive and I can't change it, I move on. I think there's a whole lot. Um, our our bodies, our our minds, our hearts are wired for hope, and so if I lose hope in something and I'm still lingering in it, oh my gosh, everything else is going to start crumbling. Yeah. We are made for hope. Our souls just long for hope, and so if I can find uh, those places in my life where that exists, focus on those things. But if it's not positive, it's if it's not hopeful, and I can't change it. So that's also important because I can endure hard things. It that doesn't mean it's always positive or it's always happy, you know, if it's, but if, if it's hopeful, if I have hope that enduring through a thing will lead to something that I want, that is good, that is hopeful, um, I can endure it. So I'm looking for those hopeful things, but if it's not hopeful, if it's not positive and I can't change it or it's not leading somewhere good, then I have to move on or my soul will start to shrivel up. Yeah, that's so true. You know, I say that a lot that if I can't, same thing, basically, you know, there's so many people, you know, politics is, is, you know, just nuts right now. And so I always say this, I'm like, well, look, if you're not going to run for office and you're not going to become an activist or whatever, don't focus on it because it's mm -hmm. not going to do you any good because it's not changing. You know, it's it. So, so like, just like you said, move on from it. And I love yeah. that because that's good advice for, I think everyone. <laughs> yes, okay. absolutely. All right. So then I have one last question for you. And this is just, just because I think this year has been crazy and people want to hear what other people have done that I, that are doing well in spite of. Um, so is there mm. anything that you will do differently moving forward so that you're more prepared, you know, for if this happens again, or if, you know, something like this comes up again? Wow. 
you know, there's probably some really smart people in the world who have a great answer to that. Uh, that is very practical. For me, the practicality of that question is so hard to just put my hands on because it's so slippery. We don't know where it's going to go. But I will say this, through this and into whatever else I face, me personally, I have learned to look way higher than my immediate circumstances. And this year has really trained me that the things that I thought were so important, the temporal things, whether it's money or, or even some relationships or, or situations around me, those things are slipping away. They're fleeting and they can be removed in, an, in a moment for something that is completely beyond our, our control. And so I'm really learning to focus on the higher things, things that of eternity, things that matter forever. And so the souls around me, they're not just people with, with issues. These are souls around me and I care about them and love matters and loving my neighbor matters. And seeing those people, if I can introduce them to Jesus that I know, that I love, that I have a relationship with, those things matter. And so I live my day doing the normal stuff, but it's all in this idea that how does all that normal stuff fit into eternal things? And right. if it doesn't, it probably isn't that important. Um, so that's really a thing that, I don't know, maybe it can help some people that the eternal things matter way more than what we're dealing with, whatever, because something else is going to happen next year, next, maybe today, who knows? Yeah, right. <laughs> some, you know, you never <laughs> <Please> know. <laughs> so focus your life. I know. No, know, but I, I, I think that that is, is good. As you said, you are um, looking way higher than your circumstance currently. And, you know, I've learned for over the past year that we're all, we're all growing and, and this isn't, you know, people keep talking about going back to normal or this is our new normal. You know, life is 50% good and 50% bad. Brooke Castillo says that a lot. And you know, we always think that it's supposed to be good all the time. But if it if we ate chocolate cake every day, we'd get tired of it. You know, if we <laughs> don't have if we don't have darkness, we wouldn't appreciate the light. So I think it's just making us all yeah. appreciate. You know, you probably are spending have spent more time with your family, and so many people I know have. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so more time at home, you're gardening, you're earthing, you know, so yeah. you've done well. And yeah, the thing about it is, is just to get so good and so grounded that if this happens again, um, or if something comes up, cause it's life, there are going to mm -hmm. be things that you start out on a playing field where you're, you're good, you're solid. And then if things happen, you're able to handle it. And it sounds like you're doing yeah. that really well. So, wow. Yeah, man, I'm so encouraged. Thank you for that. It, it's a, it's you're a joy right. talking to you. We, we, you know what, maybe this just shows we need more of these kind of conversations in our lives and not conversations about politics and weird stuff that we can get messed up in. Absolutely. And that's, that is kind of what I'm, I'm trying to do here is we're trying to get people thinking about um, what's important, just like what you said. And what's important is your mindset and your physical being, you know, making sure you're yeah. healthy and that your, your, your mind, the frame of mind you come in, bring the day is good, you know, cause that's yeah. very helpful to the rest of your life. So I appreciate this yeah. more than, you know, Donnie, this has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Heidi. I love it. Thank you so much. 
Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.